0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: AstroLine. Sports Talk 790 AstroLine. Brought to you by pluckers Wing Bar. If you don't like their wings, they'll give you the bird. AstroLine. The official off-season show of Astros baseball. This is where we talk about your Astros. Join the show. Post your questions and comments on social media. Just be sure to hashtag AstroLine. Sports Talk 790 AstroLine starts now.
2: Welcome to another episode of AstroLine. It is, of course, presented to you by Pluckers. Pluckers Wing Bar. If you don't like their wings, they will give you the bird. So make sure you go down there, enjoy those wings. We obviously love Pluckers and the fact that they give us the ability to record this, this show for you called Astro Line. It is our way in the off season to keep some of the hot stove topics going it's to keep you updated on a lot of information obviously reliving the 2022 season is outstanding we have a lot of fun doing that and this will be a special episode too because we'll have the opportunity to talk with ryan stanick later on but the more important part about astro line is is that you don't get the standards as far as astros radio is concerned obviously we all love steve sparks robert ford and what they bring to the table but calling close to 200 plus games a year allows the opportunity for them to take breaks and go on these glorious vacations and leave us TV people to do radio. So I am Jeff Blum, the co-host of this week's Astro Line, and I have the pleasure of introducing our co-host and my good friend, colleague, we have been together for a decade now calling Astro Games, my good friend Julia Morales. How is your off-season going, Julia?
3: Yay! Good to be here.
2: Yeah, what if sparky and Robert when you need
3: them, what, <laughs> Seriously. what Why are we doing the show? Uh, no, it's so great. It's good to catch up and it's good to talk some Astros. Uh, I'm missing everybody. I can't wait to hear from Brian Stanek coming up. Definitely have missed him. And I know he's been up to a lot, but off season's good. Blummer. I'm, I finally feel like it's the off season. What is it? We're, well into December now, but I finally feel like we've, you know, the fog has lifted. I'm able to kind of think, um, look ahead to what's coming up next year. It feels like spring training's around the corner. Um, Do some holiday things. It is that time of year. So yeah, I, you know, I feel like the season just ended the other day, but also it feels like an eternity ago that we were in that parade mess, good mess, but yeah, it's good. Everything's good. Thanks for asking.
2: No, it's amazing. I think, you know, you bring it up, you know, we do miss people because when you are working this closely for this long, you do, you do develop, luckily in our case, we develop an affinity for each other and hanging out, but at the same time, the off season is good, but, uh, I do have that sensation where I am looking forward to to 2023, mostly because 2022 was so good. But we talk about missing people throughout the course of the season. We miss our families. How good is it for you to get back and get with Matt, and get with Valerie, and start to have some of those Thanksgivings, the family time, getting in to visit Santa, all that excitement. I mean, it's a really special time for you with uh, having a toddler running around.
3: It is, yeah, and for you too. I know your girls are so busy, um, but yeah, kind of reconnecting with the family was very important those first few weeks of the off-season, going into Thanksgiving, and To be honest, Thanksgiving, I did nothing. I'm from a very, very small town. It was nice to go back and do nothing. I know, but I needed that. I was wild. After the World Series run, you know, the celebration, we honestly, we haven't stopped celebrating, but (laughs) but it was kind of crazy there for a couple of weeks. And there were a lot of things happening in the city of Houston, a lot of really cool galas and fundraisers, the Diamond Dreams Gala. of course, for the Astros Foundation was great. I helped him see that. Um, So then you look up and it was like, Oh, gosh, it's Thanksgiving, and I don't have plans. And we didn't know who was cooking what. And and it was kind of nice to just shut it down and kind of reconnect with my poor toddler who I was away <laughs> from so much. you know that's one of the hard parts of this job and we I try not to talk about it too much you know it's like I know nobody wants to hear uh, hear about that stuff, but that is like the personal side of all of our jobs right is like how much we're away from from our home and our families during a crazy season like that. Uh, it's just part of the devices and it's nice. And it's really exciting to get everybody together and do family things, especially around Christmas. So this is my favorite time of year. My family kind of goes all in when it comes to the Christmas uh, spirit and time. So I need have all the energy I need now yeah. to to get ready. And like you said, looking ahead is really exciting too. And, and I even kind of pulled up the spring training schedule. I know I'm nuts, but I pulled it up just to kind of see what what we're up against and and maybe how many games we're going to do on AT&T Sportsnet. And and I'm excited about the team, right? And the hot stove is definitely sizzling around the league, so you're paying attention to what's going on. So it's definitely, I mean, uh, we have so much to be excited about as Astros fans and in the Astros uh, family that you can't really – pull yourself away from it like you're you just want more of
2: it. Well, I completely agree and you know this is our first opportunity to actually, you know, record something and talk about what's been going on but so much has happened in the last couple of weeks, you know, the winter meetings were last week. Uh the the Astros sign Jose Abreu Justin Verlander's not coming back. Ledmus Diaz is signing somewhere else. So there's been a lot of moving parts and a lot of fluidity to this. In your professional opinion, talk about the JV move and the Jose Abreu move. Well,
3: Abreu, that that was very exciting when that came down. That's just that's a guy that I know from as the sideline reporter for these guys and have gotten to know this team really well, especially the Cuban guys. They have so much respect for him. So anytime that we would play the white Sox, and they'd see him like that was that was a guy everyone gravitated towards they had stories about they wanted to catch up with and i thought that was you know that was a great sign of, you know for a guy who's coming over and gonna spend a few years in the clubhouse there was just no questions about him as a character i know jim crane said that right off the bat and then the dude can just flat out hit oh yeah hello every time he every time he's in minime park he's like um, what is his average in Minute Maid park? i'm I, I can't wait to see it because it feels like that's all he does, especially uh, right there in our ballpark. It's just it's been annoying to be <laughs> completely on the last few years. and but at the same time, I thought it was so incredible the the amount of respect that is held for that guy. so i cannot I cannot wait to see him uh, be a part of this team. Can't wait to see what he does, especially for the lineup. Um the Justin Verlander news I was following just like everyone else, you know we've kind of followed that story the last few years. Um, Every time it seemed to, every time he seemed to be in contract negotiations or kind of seeing what was out there, it, you just—it's fascinating to watch. It's a guy that's going that's going into the Hall of Fame who's just put together such an incredible career, and we have no idea what's left in the tank and just how good he can be. So, of course, uh, the top teams are coming after him. So that part's just fascinating from a baseball fan perspective, right? To see like kind of the back and forth and who ends up with him at the end of the day. Mets are spending some money over there. Oh my goodness, <laughs> yeah, the Mets are, are gonna be fun to watch, right? I mean, they they obviously want to win, and uh, and so I I think that it's just it's interesting to watch the National League teams, knowing that we don't uh, really we're gonna see a little bit yeah. more of them too. I mean, you know, in the in the new schedule, so. All of it. I hope JV lines up uh, against Fromber or Lance or, you know, I just, I hope it all lines up. And I think all that's just so fun. I'm going to miss the heck out of that dude on the mound. Oh my gosh. Just like everyone else. uh, We thank him for everything that he did in an
2: Astros uniform. It was one heck of a ride. No doubt. You know, I mentioned that we had been together for a decade now, starting our careers with the Astros together. And 2022 is a nice little nice icing on the cake for that decade for us watching Astros baseball coming from that 111 win or 111 loss team to 111 feels like 111 win team every year. But what in what part of you know the 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 postseason for me in the 2022 was one of the more incredible that I've ever seen, with so many big hits, so many big pitching performances, a no hitter. You know, at what point during that world or during that World Series run, during that postseason, did you kind of sit back and kind of go, "This team's going to do it. This is the team of destiny that's going to finally yeah. win that second World Series championship."
3: That's a great question. So, uh, like Game One of the DS was. Like the way that they won that, you I mean, it, like, yeah, that was a statement made. Right. And I think going in, there was so much excitement around the Mariners. There were so many people backing that team, obviously, you know, that everyone wanted to see the underdog and they didn't want to see the Astros win, whatever. <laughs> um, And knowing the Mariners, too, being able to cover them so, so often, the quotes that were coming from that clubhouse and their manager. Unbelievable, right? Like, the way (laughs) the Astros won game one was like, okay, let's do this. Uh, But, you know, I mean, it was the sweep against the Yankees. And it was, like, not even close. (laughs) Not even close.
2: Uh, You know, thinking
3: back, like, you're in the postseason, obviously, we've seen – everything go wrong and go right we've seen it all right so you have you you want to have a ton of confidence at all times but it's really hard not to just follow the emotional pendulums you know just like the 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 back and forth or whatever but um but it like looking back they weren't they weren't even in those games like the Astros had them and and the no hitter what yeah so I would say like the, the the way that the world series was going down being uh, in Philadelphia and seeing Bryce Harper hit that home run in that first game there and the feeling of that ballpark, it was everything that they had dreamed of and everything they had talked about going in. Um, it was a cool moment, you know, even from the other side, like that was that was a huge moment for that fan base. Um, it just felt as big as as everyone talked about. But then to shut them down in a completely different manner, that's when it just ended, right, for me. That's when it was like, all right, let's get this done. Like everyone do their jobs, you know, just get out there and you be you, and you have this. And uh it was just, gosh, I can't believe it happened that way, right? Like I still can't believe all the games and and all the the big moments and all the people that stepped stepped up. Jeremy Pena is on another level in this city. I just like that. I speak to a lot of schools that I've been I've been running around doing a lot of things, and and the amount of kids and little girls that are just like Jeremy Pena. And I'm like, this is crazy.
2: I've got four this of them. This is
3: crazy. And yes. I, don't, I don't even know if Jeremy <laughs> Pena has any idea just like how popular he is
2: in the household right now yeah it's fun no it's incredible it's remarkable it's been a blast obviously this season like you said had so many moments and the Astros finally getting that second World Series title solidifying themselves as the American League's best not just in it I mean this season but the past six seasons and then putting that title to it laying a lot of critics silent and having to accept the fact they're a very good ball club we've got plenty more to come here on Astroline obviously Julia and I are excited to be back together talking it up, enjoying the 2022 season. We're going to relive a little bit of it with Ryan Stanick coming up here in the next couple of segments. Look forward to that. We're also going to rewind a little bit on 2022 with Pluckers presenting Rewind, Astros Rewind. We'll talk a little bit about some of that bullpen and we'll be back right after this break. Hit this holiday season out of the park
4: and give the gift of your world champion Houston Astros. Head to astros.com slash gift guide to find all kinds of amazing offerings, including World Series champions gear like the players wear, Astros Buddies Club memberships, world champion bricks, ballpark tours, and much more. Spread the holiday cheer into the new year and make it special for the entire family with ticket packages to see your world champion Houston Astros during the 2023 season. Head to Astros com guide today.
2: Join the official Kids Club of the World Series Champions and sign up for the Astros Buddies Club presented by HEB today for just 30 bucks. Buddies Club members receive an exclusive jersey, hat, drawstring backpack, lanyard, and four tickets to an Astros game. Visit astros.com/buddies to sign up today. Welcome back to Astro Line presented by Pluckers Wing Bar. Obviously, we are huge fans of them because they are huge fans of the Astros and give Julia and I an opportunity to chat a little bit longer. Make sure you download the Pluckers Club mobile app in order to receive points, invites to special events, and a free meal up to 15 bucks on your birthday. But we're going to talk a little bit about the bullpen. This will be Astros Rewind presented by Pluckers. And Julia, we we had a chance to talk to Ryan Stanick a little bit, but I want to talk about the bullpen as a whole. They were phenomenal. Health obviously has something to do with that, but I think that they, the Astros did a good job of constructing a bullpen that really understood their roles. There was really no ego issues out there. Every guy wanted to contribute and go out there. But give me your overall impression of this season's bullpen, and then maybe we'll pick a couple of things to kind of talk about because there were some big moments in that bullpen. But first thoughts on that bullpen and how they did this season all the way through the postseason.
3: What a boring bullpen to cover as a sideline reporter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs>
3: and that is the biggest compliment of all time yes. talking about pitching. I, I, you know, it's just, I remember there was like a stretch, and you might remember this too. There was like a stretch of three games or four games where the bullpen, you know, struggled just a tad. I don't even remember when it was July or August. and literally people thought the sky was falling down. And we were like, "What is happening? There was a lead change in the eighth. Oh my gosh. And that was it. That was it. There was, other than that, I mean, other than just a couple of bad days, uh, that bullpen was just, it was no joke from the beginning to the end. And I think Hector Neris coming in before the season kind of saying it all by, of course, I want to be a part of this. I've heard everything that's good about this, uh, you know, this organization. I want to be on a winning team. I, I know he was talking about Josh Miller before he walked in the door. I mean, Naris had done his homework and he was right. He's he the best. Can- <laughs> and it all paid off for him too. I, I love the Hector Naris story from beginning to end. And just like how great of a guy he was right with the Latin guys that were, that were young. Um, all of it was great. Um, the Seth Martinez story this year. unbelievable. I mean, that guy was nails. Like where did he even come from? And, you know, and we were also, we were just, I was, really hurt when he had to get sent out. And it was like, a, you know, a numbers thing. Like there just wasn't enough spots on the roster. Um, you know, people were getting healthy. I remember Ryan Presley was getting healthy. It he was like, well, got to put him back in there, of course. Like, but who do you take out? They just had first world problems. They had good problems all year with that bullpen. Um, they were they were just strong. And they had obviously good starting pitching to, to help them out. Those, those groups worked so well together. But I mean, this was a, a good mix of, True veterans, a couple of younger guys, but a very exciting group. One that's not going to change a whole lot going forward, and I think that's that's something the
2: Astros fans should be very excited about. Completely, I'm with you. The starting starting rotation actually made that bullpen extremely good because they knew what to expect. They knew how the game was going to unfold on a regular basis. There was one guy that moved from the bullpen into the starting rotation, and that was Christian Javier. Got off to an electric start we were kind of curious how he was going to be used throughout the course of the season. But eventually he gets into that rotation and he actually had to work with the bullpen to have one of the bigger games this season. And it happened in the Bronx. I witnessed this in the old Yankee Stadium when I was a part of the Astros in 2003, when we had a six-man team go out there and shut down the New York Yankees and throw a no-hitter in New York. I had no idea that in years past that I would be able to be in the booth Sitting there talking with you and TK and realizing that the same thing was going to happen again in the Bronx against a formidable opponent that had fans that vehemently hated the Astros, booing them at every st- chance they had. Yet Christian Javier, El-, El Reptile, in all of his composure and calm, no matter how many eyelids he had blinking, went out there and shoved <laughs> for seven strong and proceeded to put up no hit type numbers. Hector Neris, the guy you were just talking about, comes in, shut down. Ryan Presley comes in, closes it out, and there is a combined three-pitcher no-hitter that happened in the Bronx in a a portion of the season where we really said, these are statement games for the Astros. What do you remember from that game?
3: Well, Javi just absolutely chilled, like absolute (laughs) tranquilo on the mound. And, And then, you know, after seven course everyone's like oh, how, how far will Dusty go then like it all made sense right you and I cover, follow this team this is a guy coming that came from the bullpen like he's not gonna throw 200 pitches today um but the reaction and the dugout was so cool with him and Fromber and him I remember the embrace that happened and but there was still no hitter going on um and I'm so glad Hector Narrows got to be a part of some of these big moments. Just, I mean, if if you know him, then you understand why I keep saying that because he's just a special person and has, you know, far into his career now. He's been doing this for a long time and he enjoyed every moment and he made sure everyone around him enjoyed those moments too. And Ryan Presley, what a year Presley had, right? And before they win a World Series, that was his first World Series title, obviously. But before that, I mean, this guy has just gone out there and done a really great job. He was having an excellent year, but it's, it's he's in that role, right? Where we we probably don't give him as much love as he deserves. Everyone was talking about Justin Verlander and the season he was having. And that was such a story every time he got on the mound. And then meanwhile, Framber was underrated. We weren't talking about him enough. It felt like, of course, us as a broadcast team were, but like, <laughs> as, you know, baseball world, it was, it, you know, and then, so what do you think Ryan Presley was getting? Like, nobody was talking about him enough. And they, I don't think they have over the last few years. So I thought that was great for him, you know, like things, things like that. These people are so emotional after games like that too, to do an interview that was so chaotic with four different guys. Cause we obviously had Martín Maldonado in the mix, yeah. who am, a, another guy who deserves yeah. all so much credit and um, calling a game like that. Keeping some of those guys composed when things could have gone awry, especially I think Hector Neris had a moment in that game where things could have mm-hmm. fallen apart. You know, I, I think there was a bad call. I'm trying to remember like the, a sequence and all that happened but you know there's there's Maldi and uh and and things came together for him um yeah that's that's what I remember about that and just the the quotes coming from the clubhouse too that day um you know they they went into a, a tough place to play like you said the Yankees were I think best record at Mm -hmm. the time um, but playing like had such a great start and there was so much expectations around him and that offense was, was kind of rolling at the time um, to shut them down. It was a little bit of a statement, if you will, by the, by the Astros. And they didn't really want to say a lot of that, but then like they couldn't help it (laughs) after a game. They had, they just had, it was just, as they should. They should have enjoyed every minute of that because that was
2: historic. It, it was a lot of fun. And there's actually a really good story that came out of that bullpen. In order to win a World Series, in order to win divisions, you've got to have guys maybe perform a little above and beyond. Ryan Stanek was one of those guys. He put up a career year, a 1.15 ERA that set the Astros reliever record as far as lowest ERA in franchise history. He had 27 and a third innings scoreless that he pitched let's talk a little bit about ryan stanick he he's one of the more interesting people but he's also a key factor in that bullpen for me because as much as he was a a formidable presence in high leverage situations he also performed as one of the one of those guys who was a little more versatile we could see him in the 5th inning, 6th inning, 7th inning, 8th inning, he even picked up a couple of saves but that, this is a guy whose stuff played, and it played to both sides of the plate. Any thoughts on Ryan Stanek and the year he had?
3: For Stanek, I, even the outings where uh, I think he went, like, an inning and a third or, or, like, an inning and two-thirds. I mean, he was asked to do everything, is my point. You know, it's like, this is the guy, and he just said yes, and he went out there, and he shut everybody shut everybody down, um, the striking out the sides. I mean, those moments were, were so... Yeah. Fun. And when you're throwing that hard, it's like everyone kind of sits up a little straighter and, and looks at the looks at the scoreboard um, and the the way that his he's so even keel about it. I think he was just he's been such a great key to the to the bullpen, you know, that's a team within a team. And that group obviously has some great chemistry and you see it in the way that they all get along. I mean, there's some guys down there that don't even speak great English half the time, but like, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. They just speak each other's languages and they have a lot of fun together. And Stanek's a big part of that. He makes everyone feel welcome and and he has fun. and And he's so chill until he gets out there, right? And I think the ability to turn on the intensity, like, you know, Ryan Presley, you don't see him as like he, he once the game starts for Ryan Presley, he's intense and he's ready and he's focused. And and obviously Stanek is too, to a to a point, but just like the way Stanek walks. Right. He's just like, this is my speed, except for I throw 100 whenever I get handed the baseball. Um, It's just so unique. And what he did through that stretch was unbelievable. Something we couldn't really talk to him about. You don't want to talk to anybody through a scoreless streak or, you know, hitting streak, anything. Yeah. Um, So we couldn't ask him a lot of questions about what was going right. Um, We've had so much respect for him. And then, of course, like he said, throwing it up on the Jumbotron, he kind of had that like, wow, this is cool, but we still have work to do. Kind of says all you need to know about Ryan Stanek.
2: Most definitely. And that's the beauty of Astroline, too, is that we get to reminisce a little bit and rewind about last year. But we also have a chance in our next segment to talk to Ryan Stanek. So hang on after this break. When we get back, we're going to talk to Ryan Stanek about that 2022 season
0: spring training is back in the palm beaches this spring experience astros baseball plus the best beaches dining and entertainment after the game there's nothing better than astros spring ball in sunny florida for tickets and more visit astros.com spring to book your trip plan your visit now to the spring training home of the houston astros the palm beaches
4: Your Houston Astros leveled up this season and won the World Series.
5: World Series Champion! Stop
4: by the Astros Union Station Team Store to pick up your World Series champion jerseys, t-shirts, hats and commemorative items to celebrate the Astros second World Series title. The Astros Team Store has everything you need to shop for that special someone during the holiday season. Stop by Monday through Saturday for the latest Astros merchandise or visit astros.com slash teamstore to learn more. See your 2022 World Champions in action next year and become an Astros season ticket holder. Catch all the action and enjoy exclusive
1: benefits by visiting astros.com slash season tickets today.
5: Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best the power of their data wasabi, another Boston based championship team.
2: Welcome back to Astro Line. Welcome back to Astro Line with Julia Morales, myself, Jeff Blum. We are hanging out talking Astros baseball during the offseason. Obviously. We are brought to you by Pluckers Wing Bar. We absolutely love Pluckers, their support, and their ability to make phenomenal wings so that we can uh, enjoy some libations, some wings, and some good Astro talk. So we are going to be joined by Ryan Stanek. And before I bring Ryan on, this is one of those unique years, not just for the Houston Astros, but also for a guy named Ryan Stanek, because he had a phenomenal, legendary, epic, historic postseason he went two and one out of the Astros bullpen. Had a one. This is ridiculous, man. A 1.15 ERA, which set the Astros all time record for lowest ERA by a reliever and almost, also finished with the best ERA in the American League. Had career best with that ERA. His FIP number was a 2.96. The slug against was a ridiculous 257. Opponent OPS at 556. It was an all around great year and posted, oh, by the way, 27 and a third scoreless innings. Has a World Series title under his belt. We bring in Ryan Stanek. How are you doing, Ryan? And how is your off season going so far?
6: I feel like I'm doing. I'm doing good. Like yeah, like that 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 taste me session right there. That felt good. But um, now it's been it's been a good off season. Had our wedding. Had a honeymoon. So spent two weeks in Europe. Got back in the gym. Been back in the gym for about two weeks. So it's been. uh go nonstop since we've since we got done with the World Series
3: you are just one person on this amazing team that just put together an incredible run and in, of course a World Series I just love how there were so many storylines and so many different guys that had incredible seasons to to make it all happen right so we're gonna be talking about it in 10 years and we're be like gosh but remember Stanic and what he did that year I mean I think that's just part of it is like there's just so many different ways to go about it so you know for you now that you're kind of out of it now that you've you've traveled the world really with your honeymoon which we'll get into um what about you and your journey this year have you had a second to kind of soak in obviously what the team did but you personally uh, what you did on the field this year
6: I don't know like honestly the only time I really like thought about it was after the last game whenever like I came off the field and like put up on the board that like I had set the record And I was like all right that was kind of cool but then like at the in the same breath going down the line hugging people and I'm like dude we got to win 11 more games we we got other stuff that we're trying to do so it's like quick pat on the back all right now you got other stuff to do I don't know it felt nice cuz then you're not fixating on something like that you're 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 fixating on winning a title and, and moving on and, and the next opponent was good just mentally like for for perspective for for tasks so you're like kind of staying on the on the same same line
2: well, we actually got introduced to you, at least I did, and watching you pitch against the Astros as an opener instead of in that prototypical uh, role that we normally see you in as an Astro, where you're late in the game, you're, you're setting up Ryan Presley and punching out tough parts of the order. We saw you as an opener blown 100 miles an hour early, so that was our quick introduction to Ryan Stanek. We knew the stuff was there. But explain a little bit maybe throughout the course of the season where things really started to click for you, where you started to have that run of scoreless innings, where the fastball was coming out of your hand. The split was moving uh, how you wanted it to. Was there any particular adjustment you made or was it just the succession of good outing after good outing?
6: You know how it feels whenever you're kind of like things are just like clicking. It's effortless. And like when good things happen, it snowballs. Also, when bad things happen, it snowballs. For one, you're throwing the, I was throwing the ball good had a little bit of help with our defense being as good as it was. so it's like there's there's obviously good defensive plays made behind you, maybe a barreled ball that gets caught. things like going your way at times. that obviously helps. like I think any streak or any long stretch of either success or failure is just it's kind of chance. You do things and you try to prepare and do things just to be ready every day. and if you feel good, okay, yeah, you got a better chance of like, performing better but at some point it's the big leagues and everybody's good like some point you're gonna have to have a little bit of fortune go your way you got to have a little bit of like help so regardless of any streak or anything there's there's a little bit of good fortune but it's 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 just like a cumulative mass of good energy going in the right direction it can go the other way too You, you see it all the time like things go really, really good or things go really, really bad.
3: When you think about your timing too and coming to Houston, I think, you know, you're one to quickly become a fan favorite and it feels, honestly, Blummer probably feels the same way. It feels like you've been here forever. Like we've been watching you pitch for the Astros for a long, long time. Obviously two really long seasons here in the last couple of years what you pitch in a lot of games. Um, But I remember interviewing you when you showed up Um, You were coming off like a, I think you called it weird, like a weird pandemic year. It's just like you were figuring things out. And then, and then you became a Houston Astro. Like take us even further back on maybe like what changed for you or what all of a sudden kind of fell into place because it felt like you were, you just fit right in very quickly and things started rolling for you the second you signed with the Astros.
6: Yeah, no, I think, I think early on in my career, I, I was, I had like a good first full season with Tampa, like my first time up like getting my feet wet was kind of typical young player and then the next year was good the next year was pretty good and then like I had kind of gotten banged up towards the end part of that year and then I got traded so it's like I got traded while I was banged up I wasn't ever like really that healthy and I was trying to kind of like figure it out after heavy workloads with tampa trying to figure out how to like best maintain and keep keep my body in 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 shape And then I started to trend in the right direction towards the end of the COVID year. Like things started to feel a little bit more normal. And then I get non-tendered going into my first year of arbitration. So I was sitting there going like, oh, well, damn, I got to be a free agent. Like I got to figure out like, am I going to be wanted? Is it going to be a fit? Because obviously I, I wasn't overly healthy and I wasn't like where I thought I should be performance wise and luckily had a bunch of teams be interested but like I obviously knew Houston's track record of development and like kind of giving guys good direction to like either get right or continue what's right you know what I mean like there's there's obviously been a lot of track record behind like their success pitching wise so it seemed like a pretty natural fit yeah I mean like it, it it's been it's been a lot of fun since I've been here like I've I've really enjoyed working with the staff and and being with all the guys it's just a great it's a great group of dudes so it's it's pretty easy to fit in
2: it's easy to fit in when you have the stuff that you have and i want to talk about that stuff a little bit because you're, you're one guy that when he comes in i constantly scream hundo because you're hitting that three digit mark uh, is there something in your delivery because you have a very simple delivery for from what i see with my eyes just a little bit of a leg kick. And then all of a sudden you're coming downhill at, at max velocity. Is there anything within, you know, with Josh Miller or, or Murph that you guys are, that you're able to tweak your delivery a little bit to maximize that velocity or do analytics help you at all? Or is it just pure adrenaline and talent? I
6: I mean, I think, I think the biggest thing since I've been here, like it's not, it's not been so much like stuff. They've helped me kind of harness things a little bit I've matured a lot over the last couple years so like it's been a little bit of that a little bit of like the direction that we've been talking about like simplifying like movements not trying to do too much trying to kind of stay within and let like what I'm capable of doing kind of shine as opposed to trying to do more and then creating less room for error, making it more difficult on myself, focus so much on simplifying everything and making the delivery repeatable, making the effort level repeatable to where everything just kind of like checks boxes down like the delivery chain. And I think being simple and being efficient lends itself to being a little bit more powerful a little bit more explosive like so I think that's kind of been more what's what's been good since I've been here
3: how old were you or where were you in your career when you first started throwing that hard
6: um it was I don't know I like I think I first started throwing hard like I was in high school throwing
2: 96 97 oh come on man that's just wrecking people
6: but I was still starting at the time so I would be able to like I'd be like 90 495 (laughs) (laughs) that's not even fair when i got to the bullpen like full-time it's pretty much been what it's been since then so that was what like 16 16 was my first like full-time in the bullpen or yeah no 17
2: that's pretty amazing okay now i gotta ask you this so when did the when did the hair start growing when did you finally let that beast go and realize that this is going to just amplify everything i'm bringing out of the bullpen
6: (laughs) um (laughs) Actually, we had like with Tampa, we had a lot of old Yankee player development personnel that instituted like some hair rules. You couldn't have a beard, you could have a mustache, your hair had to be above your shoulders, like a lot of that. So, when I got drafted in 13, my hair was like fairly long and I was always skirting the line of what's like acceptable. And every once in a while, like a a coordinator would come by and be like, cut your damn hair. And (laughs) so I'd have to like skirt that line. And then in 16 they were finally like do whatever you want we we, you could wear your pants down for the first time you could have like the the team colored cleats instead of black you could do like do like some personality things and that like since basically 16 i've kind of had my hair long dang yeah
3: how many pair of sneakers do you have
6: I don't. I don't think I need to answer that question.
3: <laughs> we, we finally got to them. Are you like close to like Brantley or I mean, like...
6: I don't where... know, I don't know. I probably got a couple hundred pairs. God, like cool pair
2: too. It's not just like... Like Jordans or whatever. I mean, what do we got?
6: <laughs> I used to be only into Jordans. And then I started branching off into some like designer sneakers. And then obviously since I've been with Houston, like... The Dior sneakers are kind of like, like they were kind of the the standard for flights and stuff. So I was like, all right, well I guess I got to get a pair of those. So <laughs> I ended up getting a pair of those. But my go tos are always Jordan ones. That's my live and die. If I'm gonna pick a pair of shoes to like to wear, I'm gonna pair pick a pair of ones.
2: I learned something new about Ryan Stanick today. That's beautiful. What what's the off season look like for a guy like Ryan Stanek? I know that you're you've been busy with weddings, your your child, you've. You're getting. You're already starting to work out. I mean, these off-seasons are condensed. Do you have any time to do anything for yourself other than, you know, go on honeymoons?
6: Um, no, this is like that honeymoon was like the first time I think I've been able to take like a real vacation in, in years, honestly, because before I'd been in the playoffs, you're sitting there going like, all right, well, the season's done at the end of September, and you're like, all right, well, I've got however long to rest usually i would take like a full month off maybe six weeks of like minimal activity and then like trending into like baseball stuff strength stuff whatever i need to do to get right that shrinks a lot whenever you play deep into the playoffs the last three years for me it's like with miami we made the playoffs so the the, the offseason was condensed i mean our season hasn't ended until november 5th the past two years so it's like we're playing baseball into into thanksgiving time basically so it's like you're you're doing halloween in the hotel in the playoffs and you're doing thanksgiving two weeks later or three weeks later this year this is the first year i haven't celebrated thanksgiving with my family or, or at least my wife's family we took our honeymoon and we're like, We had like we have to take some time for us. So we're like, Well, I guess we're gonna be in Europe for Thanksgiving and it was like it was tough to be away and to be away from like family, but you're like if we don't do it now, there's no there's no real chance to do it anytime else. So it's, you kinda have to like take your opportunities when you can get them. And then everybody's got things coming up. Like you got spring training. That's only, well, I saw something where it's like 110 days away or something like that. It's not very far. So you're like, well, I'm almost, I'm less than, a, I'm just a little over a hundred days away from like baseball again. So you're like, well, you don't have much break.
3: Okay. So your wedding, what people probably don't realize unless they follow you or your wife on Instagram is just how quickly that happened <laughs> after winning the world series. <laughs> so. Parades on Monday, right? And then what happened? Because I think when I was crashing from the adrenaline and the, you know, the whole postseason, I was on this crash. I saw like welcome party for the Stanix for a wedding weekend. And I was and I've been married before. We've all had weddings before. We all know what it takes to, <laughs> to get through a wedding weekend. Take me through the the week. How many days after things were happening? Yeah,
6: it was it was a lot. The craziest thing was we had it all like situated where, like, okay, cool. Well, the latest day that we could possibly play in the World Series would be the fifth. We we started planning this last year, so she was kind of like running down dates and like which would work best for us and whatever. So we're like, all right, well, seven days after the World Series, like, for one, it's hard to get there. Two, it's hard to win. Like enough games to get to the World Series. It's hard to play seven games. It's hard to do all those things. So you're like, all right, well, a week should be plenty of time. We saw it. <laughs> so the, the rain out happened and pushed get, well, potential game seven to the sixth, which if the game was on the sixth, we probably wouldn't have been able to do the parade until I think I was told Wednesday. If we would have done the parade Wednesday, I would have had, to, we, we would have missed the parade because like Friday was our, rehearsal we thought a week was enough time it was not enough time jess worked her butt off and like luckily had really good help to get everything situated or else like it would have been a damn near insurmountable <laughs> task to get that done
3: Whip. did you have astros there yeah
6: yeah we had uh well kyle got his gold glove that day so they had to back out like three days before so it's like we found out he was gonna have to miss like right before which sucked um lance was there uh phil was there maldi would have been there but had surgery Outstanding. oh carlos was there uh who else blake taylor
2: whirlwind man that sounds absolutely incredible uh how how awesome i got two questions how awesome was that parade number one and number two i've seen some shotgun skills in my life with a beer i think you might be my my ringer or my number one pick in the in the Shotgun draft. Yeah, what's going on there? It would
6: have been substantially better if the beers that I was thrown to shotgun weren't hot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> weren't it room temperature at ninety degrees that day? Some of them,
6: like sometimes you'd get thrown a drink and it'd be cold, and you're like, "All right, that's nice." It's sometimes you grab one, or somebody gets, throws you up one, and it'll be like a hot seltzer, and you're like, "I'm like, I, well, I can't drink this." <laughs> the atmosphere and like the 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 people showed out like it was it was wild. Like that was that felt more unreal than anything i don't like 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 the post-game celebration i feel like like to me every everything you're like wow like everything's like not like sunk in fully and you're like this is insane and then after you think about it and you're like oh the parade's coming like this is gonna be wild and then you you see two million people like littering the streets of houston like going crazy it was that was one of the coolest things i've ever seen like without a (laughs) doubt
3: What's was it like that to see your teammates, your teammates taking it all in too, you know, I mean, I know, personally, you have your own experience, but then you're kind of watching everybody else react to that. You probably have some good like visions and, and things that you'll remember forever.
6: Oh, my God. Yeah, just just it's a different celebration. It's like, there was no pressure. There was no like adrenaline. It was just like fun. Like I said, like the day that we clinched, or we, we ended up winning it. You're sitting there going like no matter if you played not adrenaline was going, there's a lot of emotions you're physically drained at the end of it so you're like, my thought is like you get to the end of the season and you're like, oh wow, we're getting close and then you're all of a sudden you're like this is the this could be the last game of the year and then you hit that point and you're like, wow, that's a lot of baseball we just played and you just finally just go and you finally take a breath and then you're like you just kind of like get tired like you're excited but you're tired and then like a couple days later you're like this is sick it was I don't know it was just it's just wildly different like the kind of vibe I feel like
2: talking about the guys and how unique this season has been and how magical whatever you want whatever word you want to explain it with but what what was that bullpen like because you guys were absolutely lights out shut down in so many different ways but what was it like showing up in that bullpen every single day during that 2022 season?
6: It was cool because uh, one thing you don't see very often is, like, like I feel like the continuity of a bullpen. Like, the group that kind of stays together the whole year. For the most part, we had the same group the whole year. What Presley missed a couple weeks, that was about it. Like, we, we really didn't have, like, anybody... I don't know, staying healthy for a full season in the bullpen and and like in general is like it's hard to do. Like it's at some point, like I said, like good fortune, like having all your guys stay healthy is very fortunate. It's a a demanding position. Things happen to stay healthy and everything like is, is such a big factor in it. That you get to the point where you know your role, you know what's going on, you know who's going in in situations. You're, you're able to almost relax in the bullpen on days that you're like, all right, I might be up. And you get to your pocket and you go, oh, it wasn't me. And then that pocket passes and you look up and you go, huh, okay, so I'm probably done today. Like you pay attention, but like you're like, you're, you're like, I'm probably done. And you, you don't check out, but obviously you get to the point where you're like, you know the situations that you pitch in and you know the situation you're going to be called on in. And if it's not those situations, you don't play. So you're like, all right, well, cool. It's gonna be A, B, or C. It's gonna be Rafi Hector, it's gonna be Phil, it's gonna be me, it's gonna be whoever in those pockets. And if they're not those pockets, you just watch and it, it I feel like it creates I won't say a less stressful environment, but an environment that's more conducive to like individuals getting their rest and recovering and mentally being like locked in for longer because they know they know their role and they know their their kind of situation so you 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 get that sense of continuity throughout
3: sounds like a lot of good communication too okay i have two they could be really quick I sitting next to the dugout notice a lot because it's my job as a sideline reporter to report back anything that might be odd or different or good. And one thing I always see are the back end relievers, you know, back in the bullpen kind of come out a little bit later than everyone else during the game. I know a lot of fans probably don't even notice, but maybe they do, especially the fans out in the outfield. See you guys running out at whatever inning it is that you come out at it. Is there, do you have like an inning that you, that you come out and I just haven't noticed? what are you doing for those first few innings of the game (laughs) what is your routine what's happening i'm talking like innings are played and for people that don't don't know for fans who aren't aware um the game has started but you know there's the ryan presley's of the world the closers guys that will obviously aren't needed in the first few innings of the game start to trickle into the dugout and they make their way out a little bit later um i know veterans can do that probably easier than a rookie but i want to know what the heck you guys are doing up until that point like how do you keep an eye on what's going on in the game i need to know
6: a lot of people just have their routines that they've kind of like situated i think you know the situations that you're going to pitch and for the most part like like the playoffs are a little bit different but like you you get your routine in you're going in there you're stretching you're rolling out you're activating you're, you're getting your body ready for the most part and then you're like, obviously, you have the TVs up that you're able to watch the game and see what inning it is and and kind of, like, time your time yourself out. I usually go out after the second inning. I have a tendency to, like, hyper-fixate on the game and, like, think a lot, like, a lot more while I'm in the bullpen. So it's, like, a little bit of chance for me to, like, kind of quell a little bit of not anxiety, but that little bit of, like, extra energy, Can I kind of reserve it a little bit better and, like, not work myself up so it just kind of keeps me a little bit more level i think it all just de- de- depends on how long you've been in the league before once i had like almost three years i was like all right maybe i'll like see how the other guys think about like the situation and when you can go out later when you can go out at the at the anthem or when, when it, whatever it may be so it's like yeah you get to the point where you kind of feel out how you can kind of manage your
3: time, right? Yeah. Start testing the waters. Okay. And finally, just hot stove. And one probably has this question too. Just how closely are you watching everything? I know you need your break. You need to look away. But I'm sure you know watching teammates sign with other teams. Astros obviously bringing a big name in. Um, how closely are you watching? And what are you thinking?
6: Oh, I mean, you, you can't not watch. I mean, these are these are guys you're going to be spending a ton of time with. So you're you're constantly reading twitter checking in with the front office people that like or teammates or whoever trying to like see just see what's going on or if you you talk to other guys you train with or guys that were free agents that that are in the process that you know so you're you're kind of keeping your ear out you talk to your agent see what they hear um but yeah so it's, it's always it's always interesting because you you a lot of times you see see things that are put out there and you're like i don't think that's true it's it's interesting to see what the media sh- shoots out there that's right or wrong or assumption or not and it's it's always it's always funny whenever you you see some of those things just cuz obviously there are things that can surprise you and people go places that you wouldn't expect but then sometimes you're like no shot <laughs> then they do the complete opposite and you're like obviously that wasn't going to happen like it's just funny it's 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 all a game. It's a game between the owners fighting each other over players and trying to find the best spot for people. It's, 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 it's interesting, especially whenever you see guys getting traded guys, signing deals with other teams. Like it's, it's, there's so much going on. There's so many like hats in the air that it's, it's, it's cool to see where everybody lands.
2: That's always fun. And of course, 2023 is going to bring a lot of expectation for you guys. Ryan, we can't thank you enough for coming on AstroLine presented by Pluckers. We know that we're cutting into nap time. We hope you still have a little bit of that left. But congratulations on a great year personally and the World Series Championship. Thank you for coming on with us. Thanks for having me,
6: guys. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Celebrate the spectacular season with a World Champions Commemorative Brick. Customize your own brick to be placed outside of Minute Maid Park and be a part of the historic championship run. Leave your legacy at the ballpark today and visit Astros.com slash bricks. Hit
4: this holiday season out of the park and give the gift of your world champion, Houston Astros. Head to Astros.com slash gift guide to find all kinds of amazing offerings, including World Series champions gear like the players wear, Astros Buddies Club memberships, world champion bricks, ballpark tours, and much more. Spread the holiday cheer into the new year and make it special for the entire family with ticket packages to see your world champion Houston Astros during the 2 2023 season. Head to Astros.com/slash gift guide today. Spring
0: training is back in the Palm
4: Beaches this spring.
0: Experience Astros baseball plus the best beaches, dining, and entertainment after the game. There's nothing better than Astros Spring Ball in sunny Florida. For tickets and more, visit Astros.com/slash spring to book your trip. Plan your visit now to the spring training home of the Houston Astros the palm beaches
2: tis the season for spreading good cheer and for celebrating with your favorite astros fans grab your list and check it twice when shopping at the team store and union station pick up official world series astros jerseys hats t-shirts for both mom and dad don't forget grandpa nieces nephews or anyone else on your nice list visit astros.com teamstore team store for store hours and information Welcome back to the final segment of Astro Line presented by Pluckers. Pluckers has been great to us and obviously this has been a great show. My good friend, Julia Morales, how much fun is it to be a part of this team, obviously winning makes everything better. But this this clubhouse is legit.
3: Yeah, it's one of the things I get sad about every year is that the team will be different. You know, as many guys that do return and, of course, the core is coming back. You can say all those things, but the, the team will never be what it was in 2022, just like it wasn't in 2017. And there's always a few new faces, and that's okay. Uh, but, it do, you know, every every year I do get a little sad because, like, we've had such great teams year after year. And they've all been, you know, little different have had a lot of fun uh you know ryan stanick obviously a big part of of what they do and what makes them so great and so much fun to watch i think a lot of that comes across the broadcast without even our help but then of course we're there to help tell those stories and and try to help you guys get to know them and fans get to know them a little bit better but i'm so excited about what's going to be different about this group right i mean it's already going to be a little different there's already been a big signing in jose abreu uh you know, so chemistry chemistry's there though, the culture's there, that's not going anywhere. And I think that's what's making this this era so great and, and lasting this long is that new guys are coming here for that and, and they just want to fit in. And Abreu mentioned that in his press conference, and that's really important to, to remember as he gets started, is that he really wanted to be here and be a part of it. And so as they continue to to look for pieces or whatever may happen over the next couple months before that final team gets put together and thrown out there on opening day um, they all just want to be a part of it and they all want to win uh, but it it's just it's a it's a good group and it has been and, and it all starts with the Jose Altuves of course and the Alex Fregmans who are there and they're themselves every day and they're very consistent and they're they have open door policies if you will on their own locker or they're you know wherever they're <laughs> sitting and on the plane on the bus I mean these guys are just available I can't wait to see the growth in some of these guys even Framber Valdez who's coming off one of the greatest years ever, um, you know, and and some of the cool things he did. I mean, this guy's going to be hungry coming back. Are you kidding? Have you all met Fromber? Like, this, he just wants more. He just wants to be the best. And he had huge goals for himself. Do you remember that interview I did? at uh, the all-star break with yeah. him. And all of a sudden he's like, yeah, like I have goals. I, I've got several goals in mind. And we're like, wait, what goal? Like, I mean, what, what is there to do? You're already having a great year. You're an all-star man. But like, little did we know that he was just on his way, right? And put together a streak um, that who knows may never be broken. Mm-hmm. And that quality start streak, um, you know, it's just, it's, I'm excited to see that. And and of course Hunter Brown on the rise. And we just got a taste of that. Mm-hmm. There's there's some really, there's some really talented younger players that are coming so you know as good as this group is i think uh like they're they're just going to continue to get better and there's going to be uh, new guys that step in and fill the roles of guys who have left
2: No, it is amazing that this run is continuing to go as long as it has been. There's every reason to believe that the Astros have the potential to get back into the American League Championship Series, if not the World Series, even with losing a guy like Justin Verlander. I think you nailed it with Fromber Valdez, and I'll even take it to Lance McCullers and say that you got two guys that I think are ready in their careers to step up. You get a full season of health out of Lance. You get a focused Fromber Valdez. That's a pretty strong one-two punch who it's amazing to think that the addition of Jose Abreu might actually make this offense better and that's what's crazy to me you add the great offense the phenomenal defense to this great pitching and big things are happening it has been a lot of fun to hang out with you and catch up with you Julia great job good hanging out with you I
3: I missed you if you can believe it We've spent a lot of time together yes. during the year, and I miss you guys during the postseason. I'm not going to lie, but I, I definitely can't wait to get the group together. I can't wait to start calling games again. Spring training, I know, you know, we have a few things we need to do, like celebrate holidays with our family, mm-hmm. but then get ready. Get ready. Yeah,
2: get ready. <laughs> Feeling is mutual. I miss you, too. Can't wait to catch up with uh, Valerie and Matt and you at some point during this off season. But of course, this is AstroLine presented by Pluckers. We greatly appreciate their sponsorship. We can't do this without people like Josh C. back in the studio. And of course, everybody's good friend, Matt Bolts. He is one of our favorites. We get to see him on a daily basis and we appreciate him and all the support he brings us. But for Jeff Blum and Julia Morales, this is AstroLine. We will see you next week because rumor has it, we know that David Hensley is going to be on, but rumor has it there might be a Steve Sparks sighting. So... Don't hold your breath, but maybe next week you'll have Julie and I back or Steve Sparks, who knows. But thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next week.
1: Huddle up. Players, please. Huddle up. Huddle up. more in the World Series. You've been listening to Sports Talk 790 AstroLine, the official off-season show of Astros baseball. It's time to get soaked. It's time to get wet. Brought to you by Pluckers Wing Bar. If you don't like their wings, they'll give you the bird. Astros are world champions. Here we go! Post your questions and comments on social media. Just be sure to hashtag AstroLine on Sports Talk 790, home of the straws. Back to you! (laughs) Out of poppin'.
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or...